episode four of the Retro Anime Podcast with your hosts, me, Ian, and Lewis. Say hello, Lewis. Hi there. How's it going? Very well, thanks. Very well. And what are we doing on this Friday evening? How is your Friday evening? Friday evening is going good. I've got a takeaway because I couldn't be bothered to cook. Um, and I'm ready to delve deep into the theory and uh, deep dark world that is dystopian futures and angels' eggs. Yeah. So... Uh, this 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 episode we're going to cover um, a couple of films from the legendary Mamoru Oshii, um, and I wanted to do this um, really to talk. You know, I wanted to cover Ghost in the Shell because the the uh, Ghost in the Shell got a live action release uh, very recently, and I thought it was a you know the original film came out nearly well 21 years ago. I think 96 it was released, so I thought it was a good time to uh, to cover it, and I wanted to uh, cover another of uh, Oshi's films and it was kind of too obvious to pick the Pat Labour films um, so I think Angel's Egg is um, a perfectly good uh, yeah. um, alternative to that so so let's get right into it then with Angel's Egg so a bit of a background on Angel's Egg so film made in 1985 uh, produced by Studio Dean it was co-created with uh, Yoshitaka Amano, who was a very prolific character designer in the 70s and 80s, did Gatchaman and um, a load of other stuff. And he also did a lot of the character design and um, general artwork for the original Final Fantasy games as well. Mm. Um, so uh, it was a co-creation um, between them. Uh, so what's what's Angel's Egg about? Um, that's a very, very good question. So uh, my brief synopsis that I've written down here is a young girl looks after an egg, meets a man, and they wander about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's a face value, isn't it? That's at face value, yeah. Mm. So what did right. you think of Angel's Egg? Because I was interested in your comment on uh, your reply on Twitter earlier. Um, it gives you a headache. <laughs> yeah. The reason why I said it gave me a headache is basically because uh, I was trying to find the reasoning uh, and attach my own sort of reasoning to it, which yeah. is really, it, it's it's very interpretive. It is. And I, mm. and I think that is exactly, that's exactly my take on it. It is, you can read what you will into mm. it, you know, because, yeah. You know what? What is it actually about? Um, well, yeah. I don't know because, like you said, I mean, I was very, I was very simplistic in my synopsis. But if we mm. dig into the plot, um, I've given it some thought. Far away. There's a lot of symbolism. Yeah. And it take if you take it at face value, it's very pretty. It's very immersive. It, like you're looking at it. You're always looking at it mm. to find the reasoning. But it's a terrible film. But it's a brilliant film at the same time. Yeah. But it's a terrible film. If you, I, <laughs> I agree. I, I I find it captivating to be honest. Mm. But I don't know. Not a lot actually happens in it, and I Nothing don't know happened. what it's actually about. Nothing, Nothing happens happened. in it. It's seventy-one but, minutes long, with yes. sixty-five minutes of actual screen time before the end credits roll, mm. and just not a lot actually happens. Like sixty lines of dialogue, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are three there are two characters and the two characters the so the the the, the girl with the egg and the enigmatic soldier who I think he's mm. a soldier 
I'm assuming he's a soldier. He arrives on a tank and has a funny-looking crucifix gun, which he carries on his shoulder. Yeah, so like he's yeah, bearing that's, the that's cross. one of the most important symbolism things, yeah. really, isn't it? Um, they are just called man and girl. Mm. They haven't even got names as characters. They are just man no. and girl. And like you say, probably 50 or 60 lines of dialogue spoken mm. in 65 minutes of screen time. And some of that dialogue is actually from the narrator as well, because there is actually a narrator yeah. in it. So, mm. But the characters, yeah... I mean, it's it's an odd one. So, so this girl, she has an egg. She likes bottles of water. Yeah. She, wander, she wanders around with this egg, and she's wandering the streets of this very desolated town. And you see this this shoulder, this uh, soldier, who I think is an alien because I think that opening scene, I think is him on another planet. Um, when the when the ship comes down and and everything. Oh, so I, I okay, so that's your okay. I, I see yeah, where you're going with yeah, this. So I think he's an alien. I and he that opening that early shot of him on that funny pinky checker planet thing is him on another planet, and he gets on that spaceship, and then he comes to whatever the world is where the girl is. Mm. So I think he's on like an invading, because he rolls on those tanks. Those that you know that scene, which is again and. We'll talk about the cine- the sort of cinematics and stuff of this a bit later. But so he arrives on those tanks and he drops off. So, to me, my view is because the, the town is decimated, isn't it? I mean, it's in it's in ruins and there's no one there. And I think he's a, he's part of an invading alien race on that town. Mm. And so he meets this girl and they wander around. He follows her and they they keep saying, "Who are you?" and they don't say, and she leads him through, and then there's the weird bit with, which is actually quite sinister, the bit with the fisherman. Um, yeah. That whole that whole bit, and that's kind of quite freaky, and then they wander off to, back to a cave thing, um, um, and then he kind of wanders off down the beach, and that's it. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of interesting things I, I, I drew from it uh, mainly that uh, because he and him and her guy and girl yeah. are the only ones in color yes um, that's but that's that's a very good point yeah yeah um, and with him constantly carrying this crucifix um, see I saw the intro sequences like him as a, a shepherd uh, following like oh, this, right. okay this, yeah. the, you yeah. know the star of yeah. star of David esque yeah. sort of uh, yeah, thing yeah, because yeah. all of these are uh, all of the constructions or statues on it were like uh holy yeah, yeah. deities yeah they like were they all kind of, yeah i get that yeah. yeah i can see that yeah um and as for him like carrying the burdens you know with this crucifix constantly just biometric crucifix carried yeah. over his shoulder constantly the beauty of this film is there's nothing really to spoil because it's whatever you take whatever away you from take it. away from it absolutely um, and and she's like this young girl uh everything that's like sort of the amenities the things you need in life are in color so that the, yeah. the the water yeah. is is colored yeah um there's a lot of that centered around that uh her food as well when she's eating that's that's um yeah that's yeah. also um but like when it has that scene when she first enters the city and is scavenging around, she looks through at like sort of the luxuries and there's all these like fancy hats yeah, and the tires right, and that's yeah. all that's all in the same color of everyone else who's yeah, just it's in that these shades of blue, shades of blue, gray, yeah. blue, yeah, exactly. yeah, gray and blue, and everything else. Um, and it's all like very pure things like water, food, and faith yeah. that are in color. 
uh, like when they go to the chapel as well, um, the one thing that's in colour is the stained glass window. That yeah, is, that really um, stands out as well. I mean, that, yeah. that really stands out against yeah. the, the, the very sort of drab. Yeah, and he says something interesting to her when... I think it's the first words he says to her is like it, it, this is important to keep it like if it's precious keep it inside you. Yeah, that's right. Um, she loses it, doesn't she? And he just yeah. presents it to her. Yeah, and it's like uh, her innocence. Yeah. Uh, and purity as a child girl. Um, uh, so it feels like he's on a quest to re- like of redemption. Mm. Uh, but she's got this. Well, yeah, and that's very true because he because he he says doesn't he that he can't remember. He, he's been gone from from his hometown for so long he can't remember anything about mm. his hometown so i mean that's where i got the thing that he's this kind of soldier because the the, the crucifix very much looks like a weapon um, yeah but it is very much a crucifix yeah that, he, still, that, that yeah. he carries around mm. you know um and that's why i get that he's this weary soldier that's on this mm. you know kind of never-ending pilgrimage sort of thing yeah. you know yeah and it's an interesting one because he does it, that it's symbolic of him carrying his burdens on it over yeah, his exactly. shoulder yeah and when he finds this like one bit of purity yeah um he's, he's sort of drawn to it and the mystery behind it because she uh in the chapel scene she glows as well in yeah. the light um and she's very much the center of attention in that um and she seems to live this simple but fulfilled life mm. Um, where she's quite content with the company of her of her like precious yeah. egg and uh, uh, the fisherman scene like is it is interesting as well because when she goes to collect water but sees the fisherman sort of laying down um, by the fountain because after she's this is after she's met um, yeah. him but she hasn't exchanged words she's sort of run yeah. away from him um, she still goes around to sort of fill up a flask yeah. with water again from the fountain. Um, and it's got all these like sort of demoness gargoyle fish. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, hanging from it. And she's quite content until she notices the fisherman sort of sleeping. Um, and it's it's a weird one that I know there's like I don't know enough about religious studies or anything like that, but I know that you know fish and fishermen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, quite a lot in those. I texts. mean, like you say about the like your, your analogy with the the shepherd. You know, the shepherd, the fisherman, bearing the cross. I mean, there is there is a whole load of religious context mm. um behind it um because the, the 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 fisherman thing is quite creepy because all of a sudden they just appear and like you say because they're in that gray blue the same with the rest of the background yeah they just because they just suddenly appear in windows and they're just there and they're behind they're next to lampposts and it's and it is quite i say it's sinister the way the way they mm. appear and suddenly start chasing these shadowy fish um and stuff, and she says, "Oh, the when you know the fish always come, you know." Yeah, they're never there. They're, they're never there, but they chase them. Yeah, um, it's very, it's yeah, it's very surreal. Because mm. um, interestingly, um, there was a an interview on um, Anime News Network with um, uh, Yoshitaka Amano, and he says that um, while this was being made. Um, Mamoru Oshii was going through a divorce and he couldn't see his daughter. Mm. And he was, um, Oshii was, uh, had confided in Amano that um, he was creating bad, um, bad memories for his daughter because of this, 
by the sounds of it, this this divorce was quite acrimonious, and and some of that, I think, really does, you know, the sort of like you keep saying, the purity of the girl. Mm. I think that that really comes across on the screen. Mm. And perhaps he is the the man, sort of, you know. Yeah, maybe uh, that's Oshi. Yeah, maybe that's meant to be him carrying the burdens of yeah. the crucifix over his shoulder, and, and, that's, yeah. and, and that's his burden of what yeah. he's going through, divorcing his wife, and the effect it has on his daughter. So, mm. Yeah, it's, it's a weird. Yeah, if you could draw maybe one thing that, if you wanted to say the story was about to you, uh, to me anyway, uh, it would probably, with that said, would probably be um, a spiritual, uh, this individualist spiritual journey yeah. for seeking enlightenment or redemption, I suppose. Yeah, I think it. I, I agree with that because it's. Because it is certainly a journey. They want, like I say, they wander around, and it is certainly this. You know, they both because they don't talk a lot, and she doesn't want him to follow to start with. But they end up fond of his company. But they end up together and and stuff. It's um, yeah. Mm. Like I say, there's there's a lot of interpretation in this film. Yeah, exactly, and I think I think it's something you can project your own meaning onto. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's that's probably quite beautiful about this film in particular, uh, and, and unique. In fact, I'd say. I think it is. I think it. I think it is a very, very unique film. And I think mm. very much, again, what we were talking about on the last episode with um, Salamander and Goddamn being a product of their time. This, I think, in the mid '80s, in in the financial bubble, you know, you could just go and be really experimental. And mm. I mean, I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to know what kind of box office this did in Japan when it came out in 85. I read that it didn't get great reviews. Oh, really? That doesn't surprise me. I read me. that it didn't do well. Um, but, you know, unsurprisingly, it was, I'm guessing it wasn't accepted as a sort of a cult classic or an no. in, in, inspirational piece until people really started um, delving into its themes. Yeah, because it never got a... Um, um, I think Anchor Bay or someone back in 2001, 2002... Mm. licensed it but it but never actually released it on dvd so it's never had a western release um mm. and 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 it's one of those things that i can imagine being quite a hard quite a hard sell um initially on the on the face of it um yeah but actually i think from a purely artistic point of view as a piece of art cinematic yeah. art i mean it's absolutely amazing really mm. Um, and we can't really follow a review format for Angel's Egg. I mean, yeah, it's it's all very much a, a your own interpretation. So er, everything from the plot to the characters uh, is is subjective, really. Because um, I mean, because in, in terms of character development, you know, they it's kind build of are, your own story. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> it's quite interesting the bit at the end when she falls down the ravine and you see the old the older. She mm. sees her older self in the reflection of the water before she hits it. Because, like you say, water. Because the because this is where um, I thought of Noah's Ark because it rains and, and yeah. then there's water everywhere, you know, um, washing stuff. Yeah, there's there's loads and loads of Christian. Yeah, um, it, it feels all very mashed together with Christian theme. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that didn't really. The last part when she looks sees herself in the reflection doesn't really fit with my idea of where I was taking it in the uh, the initial forty minutes. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, that's kind of thrown my uh, <laughs> my ideas out the window a little bit. But hey, I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's the whole the bit on the beach. I mean, yeah, 
I mean, one of the things that helps this film, that I think really, really helps this film, and I think is the quality of the animation, because it is absolutely stunning. I think mm. it is one of the best-looking anime films mm. I've ever seen. I mean, the, the detail and everything is sure, mind-blowing. Like, absolutely mind-blowing. When she gets that big blast of air and all of the strands of her yeah. hair are separate and, and falling down to her side again, that's that's stunning. Honestly, it is a brilliant piece of and all the, the all the detail film. in like the water effects and the wind yeah. effects on grass and stuff like that. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. And when those like the detail in the tanks as they roll over, I mean the 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 imagery. Yeah. I mean, every there is not one bit of bad animation in this film, and I I think no. it's quite interesting at that time, 1985. I mean, if you look at when we reviewed Odin. I think it was at that time when animation started to get really, really, really good. Mm, um, yeah. If you look at what come after it, things like the the Wings of Only Armis, Akira, Birth, the Pat Labor films, especially Pat Labor Two, from from mm. that point on into the early uh, animation got really, really good. And and I think 1985, I think is about the time when I don't know I don't know whether it, <laughs> what it was that suddenly got so good but the artistry i mean whether there was a generation of animators that suddenly um you know suddenly came into their own with with experience or something but i mean it is i mean there was lots of good looking stuff before that i mean some of the early films but it is just amazingly i really really think in all the anime i've watched over the last 20 odd years i really really think it's possibly one of the possibly even the best looking film I've mm. seen. I mean, and if the animation was bad, then this would have just been a really terrible film because there would have been nothing yeah. to have drawn you into this film. No, and and the music as well is very. And the music is very. I mean, the music fits. Yeah. The film, um, really well. Yeah. Because it's, and I think. It's a bespoke tale where yeah. even you can bespoke your own yeah. <laughs> story. Because <laughs> there's some interesting stuff in there. Because I mean, a lot of Oshi's films are can be a bit ponderous you know mm. um they tend to be a bit talky and a bit some of them a bit slow um not that not in a detrimental way i think that often that mm. you know it's a unique thing that one of the things that makes oshi films really good but there's a bit but there's a lot of things here where there's lots of just continuous camera action on one mm. particular thing you know it's a lot of just lingering camera shots um and it's quite evident in here and i think it's one of the things that becomes is quite evident in a lot of his later films as well the bit where mm. they go to sleep i mean that that yeah that, i mean that runs for like four or five minutes and it is it's just a so single shot musically poised as yeah. well like. yeah and the mu and you're absolutely spot on with the music because like the 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 act the music that accompanies like that scene just completely adds to it and where mm. we'd normally just be sat there, and after a few minutes, you'd get bored of just watching them do nothing. So yeah, it, yeah, I, I'd say if it weren't if it weren't for the animation in this, um, I think it would just be a terrible, terrible film. But it, it it's, looks so stunning and so captivating that it's um, that yeah, you just it just drawn in, just you just get drawn into it. Um, mm. It's amazing, you know. I think it's really, really. Uh, quite a quite a special film it's very unique um you know and it's one of the things you'd be glad that it has been made rather than it never got made 
Yeah, um, it would like never say, give me a chance to think so hard that I have a headache. headache. Like you say, it's a terrible film, but at the same time, it's quite an amazing film. It's a beautiful art piece, but it, a terrible film. But a terrible film, yeah. Because, mm. um, um, you know, for me, I mean, this is an 8 out of 10, I think, for me, even though it's terrible. I mean, I've seen this, I'm, I've watched it three times now in probably the last 18 months or so. Um, and I could easily watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah not, I, I wouldn't it, watch yeah. it every month. I think you can watch it that, but every... Every I four, mean, you, every six. Every six to 12 months, I think it's you could quite easily just sit down and, and get absorbed into it. Yeah. Is it an introductory piece to anime for your friends? Not a chance. Absolutely not. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> if you Is it turn... something you want to get your girlfriend into anime? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa yeah yeah exactly yeah it's yeah, not but my rating would probably be eight out of ten as well yeah um, i think it's hard to beast. yeah i mean i mean as a as a as a film like we say it's a terrible in really it's a terrible film it's a yeah. three and four but the way it looks and the way it plays out and mm. and everything it's yeah it's you, you it's a high scorer it's yeah i mean it's hard uh, two out of like ten it. Two out of ten for a film, but because I want to understand it and because it's beautiful and because I I, I feel like I need to <laughs> need to nurture this this lost beast, um, I'll add six points just for <laughs> how it made me feel. But it's one of those things. Another, you know, um, as we said, it's only total running time is seventy one minutes. So you know, it's, only it's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a another, whole lot. Of you know, another fifteen or twenty minutes on it, and that 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 would have been. I mean, it would have been terrible. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, it's just long well, maybe enough. Maybe not. Maybe more things would have happened. Maybe the interpretation would have continued. Mo- maybe we would have had a resolution. Of, a whole lot more of nothing would have happened. Yeah, but that beautiful lot of nothing. <laughs> I th- you know, I think the running time is just right for 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 what actually happens in it. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think I think it's mm-hmm. I think, it, think it's yeah, the right yeah. balance of length and <laughs> nothingness and. And, and, inter- and interpretations and, and everything. So uh, yeah. Mm. So, so carrying on with the theme of individualism. Carried on with the theme of individualism. Exactly. What a, what an excellent segue. We get into our second review, which is the seminal classic, Ghost in the Shell. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> so it's um, 1995 film produced by Production IG, based on the manga by uh, Masamune Shiro. Um, interesting fact uh, is it's the first anime to be released in Japan, US and the UK at the same time um, and that was uh, partly that was because it was um, co-funded by Manga Entertainment who were the big video label that started releasing um, anime in the West in the UK and US so um, in the early 90s so they co-produced it which is why Manga Entertainment and Manga UK have the uh, perpetual license to anything Ghost in the Shell related. So what's it about? In the year 2029, cybernetics are very, very common and everyone has some form of cybernetics um, and everyone is connected to the net. Some people have outer bodies, the shell, um, and all that they retain of their humanity really is their is their soul or their ghost. But what this does bring is is the hacking of people, the cyber hacking of people. And then um, a highly wanted hacker known as the Puppet Masker gets involved. And um, our plucky heroes in Section 9, led by 
by Matoko Kusanagi, the major, um, have to uh, bring him down. So what this does is this whole blurry sort of blur between man and machine and what it means to be human. Well, take it away. Okay. Uh, it's my perfect film. I give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Honestly, discussion <I'm> over. <laughs> yeah, discussion over. I give it a 10 out of 10, and I have a multitude of reasons for that. Uh, but um, I have but to say, I... it's, it's one of my favourites as well. I mean, I, I bought this as soon as it got released. Um, and I bought the, the v, double pack VHS. Mangretainment did this these packs. They did it with Akira. If you bought the subtitled version, you got a production report video as well. So I bought that and I watched it over and over and over again. I've, I've owned it on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray. I mean, it is... I genuinely believe this film deserves its cult... Um, it's cult status. Mm. Um, it's spectacular. It's nothing. It's nothing but spectacular. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice, compact, eighty minutes, hundred, you know, seventy-five minutes screen time, and it just chips along at, you know, just the right pace. It's got action, but it has that. It, it pauses to have that philosophical discussion. Yeah, it, it has well. those moments where it. What matters, what doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite scenes, in fact, is uh, oh, no spoilers. I mean, uh, have, if you haven't seen Ghost of the Shell, yeah. What are you doing? Well, why haven't you seen Ghost of the yeah. Shell? It's so I mean, I like, can't. Why haven't you seen Akira? <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. Why haven't you seen Akira? I suppose. I mean, I won't spoil just in case, but there's so many situations where kusanagi has these existential um discussions yeah um about uh what's important and how her she feels constrained by being within this physical form and not being able to break out of everything that's yeah. predefined for her um whereas conversely she her character is juxtaposed against uh, the puppet master who has this ocean of knowledge yeah uh this vast never ending but it lacks the one thing it lacks is that individualism so they they are this like two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. where she wants she wants to she has this individual she has individuality but feels constrained by it a physical like being um yeah. and the puppet master is this wealth of knowledge having being you know I think they describe it as like lost in the the cybernetic uh, sea or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, with that is just vastly intelligent, but unable to have this individual uh, individual uh, individuality from that. Yeah. It's a wonderful comment on on what makes you know us human. We're, we're human, I know, and and there are some some brilliant discussions between her and the puppet master and her and Batal as well about mm, it. Mm. You know. Because, you know, the puppet master says, well, he sees himself as an intelligent life form, but by the nature of a life form that reproduces, you know, is born, die, reproduces, mm. dies, and and what carries it on, he doesn't have that, but he sees himself as a conscious yeah. life form. It does take, I think, therefore I am, to a whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, I, th I mean, the thing with it is that it has two very, very iconic opening sequences you know the mm. way it draws you the music oh the music i mean that the, the theme kenji kawaii's theme music to this i mean it just suits i can't think of any other music that would suit this film as well as kawaii's 
the mm. especially that opening theme because it plays quite regularly, but it mm. just suits the atmosphere. It, it I, generates the atmosphere. I have it as, as a song on my Spotify playlist. Oh really? Um, yeah, it, it's just so perfect when they're doing that cinematic of. The animation is flawless. Yeah. When it goes through uh, that moment of making a cyborg sort of thing, and that. Oh yeah, sort I mean, of, that. Yeah, it's I mean, like that's, that's one of the opening sequences I'm talking about. It just. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Breathtaking. Oh. Yeah. Because um, immediately from the get-go, it pitches this really strong sort of action sequence, uh, yeah. and and uh, also like sort of this political intrigue and yeah, um, all this going on, and it's just this interesting. It pitches immediately the battle of the sections. Yeah. Um, so there's immediate rivalry set up in the opening sequence that you're yeah. not made aware of until later on when you see the same character. Yeah. Um, come to section nine because officially, I guess section nine doesn't exist. Um, yeah. And major sort of yeah. operates outside of that. Yeah. Um, that political sequence. Because it, because it's kind of because I mean that's one of the beauties of the film. It's kind of it's a bit of a police procedural because they're tracking down the, the puppet master. Hmm. And then you've got this whole philosophical discussion going on at the same time. And it was a very multifaceted film. Hmm. Which, but um, it nails the points. Yeah, and it absolutely does. It completely nails it. And I think, and again, what we talk about the pacing, it, it has that bit. It has, you know, the sequence with the dustbin driver, the sequence at the end with the with the tank. I mean, it has all these very really really good action sequences all you know interspersed all the way along the, along the way and then it um also has uh but it, you know it takes that time in between to then have the discussion you know when they're all you know when the whole of section nine are talking you know tracking down the puppet master and you and it, it keep you keep getting to, into the interspersed with that you know they have those you know those discussions about chasing the ghost and stuff, you know, and when she's diving and it's, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's just very, very well mm. played out and directed and paced and written. I mean, it is just a very, very, very good film. Yeah. And that is how it is. It is an exemplary film that showcases how to tackle cybernetic theory yeah. and uh, what our future could be and what it, possibly might the, the issues and um maybe socio-political uh it, problems that might come to light from us embracing a more technological advancement yeah um and that is how you do it uh looking at you taro yoko you get for making uh, if you're not aware who he is he he made near automata and uh, the the near series uh a near automata sort of also does this sort of it's a game uh, that looks at you know what makes us human and yeah. what um you know people are fighting for but everyone's singing its praises and i think it's horse sh it's it's <laughs> the character development is bollocks i'm gonna say it right now taro yoko everyone thinks you're a genius but i know i see right through you uh, anyway um rant over <laughs> yeah right, right over. i could go i could go in depth but i'm not gonna do it um yeah uh but characters yeah. What do you think? Oh, I think I think it's a I I think it's a really really interesting set of characters. You've got Kusanagi, which is this, and and I think how she's drawn and portrayed because in some of the later, um, and I noticed watching it again, uh, I watched it again yesterday, uh, ahead of the review, 
Um, and what I've noticed with certainly with um, standalone complex and arise um, is that actually she's much. I know she's naked for a lot of this film, but I think she's much. She's not drawn as a very attractive woman. Mm. I mean, she's not. I think in the later one, she's drawn as a far more attractive woman, and this she isn't. She's she's she's. I'm. I don't think she's attractive, and I think she's less sexualized in this um, than others. But she is this strong, you know, and she has this constant, you know, how how it develops with this her constant battle with is she human or not? You know, what makes her human? You know, what mm. what what is her consciousness? And then, you know, a very interesting supporting cast with Batal, you know, the big the big heavy. Yeah. Um, but- Basil's got this sort of happy with his lot in life. He knows yeah. his job. It's he sees something, he smashes something. Yeah. Uh, like it's and, it's. just challenges him, yeah, and he's like, just like, I don't see your problem. Yeah. Just get on with it. Kick some yeah. ass. And then you have got Togusa, um, who's one of the other key characters, especially who gets much more screen time in in later's. But you know, as this almost pure human. Who's just mm. got the the connect you know the connect things for him to connect to the net you know um, yeah. who lived and his character you know he's he's a he's a normal human he's not cybernized um, and I think the the three characters the three of them with their backgrounds of sort of fully cybernetic nearly fully cybernetic and then almost human yeah and then with um, Aramaki you know the the boss who again is sort of pretty much human but surrounded mm. by these cyborgs and, and the mix i mean i think it i think it's quite an eclectic group of characters yeah um, they, they all complement each they other all very well each other exactly and, mm. and i think that possibly is like you know the why the longevity or the longevity of the success of of ghost in the shell um really survives because it's um you know, you can watch those characters and, you know, I know Ghost Standalone Complex is a, you know, it's not retro anime, you know, it's it's sort of from the last sort of 10 or 15 years. But, mm. you know, those characters, when they play out over 52 episodes of a TV series, um, you know, they, they are good characters and they are established so well in this film. Yeah. Um, right, right from the very, very beginning, you know, from that very, very opening sequence um, you know, which has one of the most iconic shots in anime, I think, of, yeah. of her disappearing into the camouflage. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Um, the, oh, the animation. But, but, the, but as they're introduced, they don't need a lot of explanation. You just you just understand them. Yeah. Um, and they explain them... They kind of explain themselves just in yeah, their, their actions. Yeah, their actions and their... Mini- like, from minimal dialogue and their actions, you immediately get what the they're car- about. Oh, I know. And I think that is... Uh, some of the... Um, from a characterization point of view, I think it's some of the best characterization I've seen in anime. Mm. Um, yeah. Because again, like I say, the, the running time is very short, 75 minutes, but to establish and develop, again, going back to a bit like what Gum did, you know, it's, mm. it characterizes, it, it develops and explains characters very, very well, very, very quickly. Um, and I think that is one of the key, the key successes or key um, factors of the film, why the film is so successful, and why it's such a um, such a good film. Mm. Um, you know, there are a few people, there are a few detractors to it. There'll always be detractors to it, but generally, it is universally very, very highly go- regarded. This uh, indeed, yeah. Style. 
it's and animation wise it's just outrageous and, yeah and it, I mean, it's stunning and you know the scene um where he's chasing the um the guy through the the market the market oh yes you know there's so many there's so many films that would have standing characters but yeah you know everybody's moving there are 20 people moving on screen in in that you know everything has so much life to it yeah and um, and, and actually that's uh, that's a good point because there are two sequences in this film where there's no characters there's no stop but it just pans through the city yeah you know, to show and, you life going on and it and, shows wow. you exactly and it just establishes that world that, yeah you know the, the city has character in itself yeah it is a character. It is a character in itself, and and Oshi cleverly does those montages of pans mm. through the city that that help establish that. Yeah, that and it shows all world. walks of life as well, yeah. doesn't it? It shows it shows you the rich to the poor, yeah. um, and the lights as well. It's all very. It's like this sort of weirdly abrasive neons uh, and and white lights. Which are also strangely welcoming, yeah. uh, and attractive. But it, like immediately, like, wow, okay. But it also it, has it a kind of shanty it. town. Yeah, to have this real shanty town feel to it as well. Mm, yeah, um, it's 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 like techno slums. Yeah, techno slums. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I mean, it's very the whole world building bit of it. Um, I mean, the you know, it's just amazingly well done. And again, with that music playing over the top, um, mm. and you know, we talked about the, some of the long lingering shots. Um, that bit at the beginning where. Um, the music's playing and Kusanagi gets up and out of bed and mm. the music just continues to play and and yeah. the, that bit of music rolls out and it, again and the it's another yeah with the light coming you know and it's like a three or four minute sequence of, of a single shot and the last minute or so of it is of, is of an empty bed but the music just just finishes playing out you know and it just it just mm. ends that scene it's 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 so brilliantly crafted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is quite, it is quite outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've probably seen this film. God knows. I've seen it 50 times in the last 20 yeah. years. It's just, it's just a wonderful watch. Yeah. I could watch it every month. I mean, I've never tired of watching it. I mean, I no. mean I've had the, I, I pre-ordered the, um, the steel case from, from Maggie UK and I've, I've probably watched that six or seven times in the last 18 months. I mean, it is, and in HD as well, it just, oh, I mean, all these films, you know, the, the you know, that hand-drawn thing in HD, they all just look absolutely stunning. And it's just, mm. I mean, it looks stunning on VHS, you know, I was blown away with how it looked back in 90s Fuzzer Vision, you know, yeah. um, from, from VHS. And then, you know, got the upgrade to DVD and it's like, oh, wow, you know, it looks even better, you know. And then you get onto Blu-ray in in full 1080p, and it's just like, oh, you know, you can really, you can really see the skill and the the the, the minute of the detail in in yeah. in the characters and the in the the backgrounds and and stuff, mm. and you know, Oshi, and like um, with certainly with Pat Labor too, um, you know, the little technical detail of all the cameras and you know lenses moving and you know all that that real little technical detailed stuff moving and you know it, and you know and it goes into that opening sequence as the as the like especially when the, the sort of outer skin gets laid onto the onto the body you know it's just oh it's just it's just stunning it really mm. really is just stunning 
Yeah, it's just uh, every part. That, that The first 15 minutes is probably just my favorite anyway. Yeah. Just because of those little details. It, it just really draws you in. And the music, again, is just is so guttural and yeah. so... It almost it, it it's it feels dystopian, yeah. but you want it to be utopian. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, yes, this is future. I don't care how you know anti-god this is. It's 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 so beautiful. Yeah. But interestingly, I mean, and one of the one of the reasons for reviewing this with with Angel's Egg is I I you know there's lots of water in this film, like there is in Angel's mm. Egg. And that sequence when she's fighting the tank, um, you can see the skeleton in in the wall, and the tree of life, which yeah. are directly referenced from Angel's Egg. So, um, and the feathers that fall through, because um, you know there's there's a lot of homages and keys back to Angel's Egg in um, in this in this film, um, especially yeah. towards the ends, which is which is kind of quite interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, I generally don't have a bad word to say about Ghost no, in the Shell. No, I don't think I have either. Um, it's not too long, you know. It's, it's a perfect length. Perfect length. That's great action because I love that sequence when she fights the tank at the end. Yeah, I think. It, you know, oh yeah, it's so cool. Um, it's really, sacrifices really. Sacrifices and everything else. Yeah. It's just. And it gets into. Uh, you know, it gets into that thing, and then she has the talk with the puppet master, and then yeah, you know, the very the very end the sequence. The ultimatum. Yeah, and then the, the very very end bit, you know, as as where the, the the scene where the, the film ends on, as well, because it's it's am, slightly ambiguous, but it ends. Um, oh yeah, it's I'm interpretive happy. enough. Yeah, and but directed enough for you to draw healthy conclusions from, yeah. and but still expand and project your own reasoning onto it. So you, you, you can, you, you can leave satisfied if you don't want to sort of look into it any further. Yeah. But, um, but you can furthermore, you know, add extra yeah. value and, and, and insight into it. It's the kind of film that you welcome into your home. It cooks you and your family a three course meal <laughs> and you sit there and think, my God, yeah, this has been a wonderful evening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a stunning film. Um, I mean, I actually give it, I actually give it a nine out of ten, um, and mm-hmm. that's purely because, I mean, I, I I really Pat the first Pat Labor film, I I is one of my all time favourite films, and but you know, and if I compare, it's oh, it, it feels a bit mean not giving it a ten, but. I mean, like, no, no, you can never give a film a perfect 10, but I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, there are other films. I mean, there are films like, um, I mean, films that I give a 10, Only Yesterday, Pat Labour One, Laputa, you know, is, it's, yeah, it's it's a nine and a half. It's almost perfect. Um, mm. You know, it is a very, very good film. Um, and you know, if you haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, what and you call yourself an anime fan, what are you doing? <laughs> Go and watch this film. It's easily available. It's not like Angel's Egg where um, you know you have to rely on um, various uh, methods to go and find it. Um, but yeah, everyone should see Ghost in the Shell. Really, it's um, if even if you're not a sci-fi fan, you should see this film because 
it's it's it is almost perfect in a lot of ways. Mm. You want to fangirl any more over it? I think we've been fangirling no, no, enough I'll, in the last I'll 15 it, minutes yeah. or so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll yeah. give it a 10 out of 10 for me because it's just my personal favourite. Um, and otherwise it would be a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, just it, when, I, when I rack stuff up, yeah, it's a 9.5, 9, 9.5 out of 10. It is, it is almost perfect, so... Mm. yeah i think that's up so um you haven't seen the live action one have you i have not no no i mean I, i'm I not saw, sure if i want to i saw it i was just too curious to not yeah. go and see it and i want to go and see it i will go and see it i will um, see it you know, in the cinema or not. it pays a lot of you know it, it does actually recreate a lot of this film i mean i, I feel like a lot of them would miss the point though yeah it's not. I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was great either. I think it's no. a very average film. It looks really nice, especially in 3D. As mm. it's a visually nice film, but oh, but it bollocks to 3D. I no. I like no. 3D. Yeah, I know. I know you like 3D. I, I I enjoy 3D as well, but I just think like pouring money into the wrong place for that yeah, sort of it's, film. It, yeah, I mean it. it it, captures... it, it tempts it tempts people to like sort of just overemphasize certain things because of 3D and it's yeah. like no, it does. And the thing is, I mean, what whenever it was a few probably three or four weeks ago, I saw it and watching the anime again, it's like actually it you know the the live action one is is an average film. It doesn't capture Kusanagi properly. It doesn't capture ah. Battle properly. Ah, you know it. It recreates certain iconic scenes, what but Tagusa. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a very minor part in the live action. What movie. And he's, and but he's he's a part key bit of the trilogy or the trio of those three of Kusanagi, Bato, and and Kusanagi. It's you know. all about the trio. Yeah, so it, it it misses it misses the point. Um, in places. It misses I the think. point, does it? Yeah. <sighs> So, well, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm not going to go to the cinema and watch it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it's it's a solid. It's a five. You know, it's a five or six out of ten. It, it's a middling, average film. I didn't think it was terrible. Your mum quite enjoyed it, which was quite a surprise. She enjoyed it more than me, I think. Mm. Um, well, I mean, she's she's never really been into anime. No. So. Uh, City I, said, I was trying to convince her. Was, if she likes, if you like that, you'll like the anime more. <laughs> the anime's miles better. <laughs> oh bless. So uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I think that we, I think we'll end it there. Yeah, it's an absolute classic. It d- deserves all the credit it gets. Um, it mm-hmm. will it will still be a classic in another twenty years time. You know. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. solid film. Right, so that wraps up our reviews for this episode. Um, We'll get on to what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So um, next time we're going to look at at one film and one OVA series. Um, So in the 80s were a lot of very, very prolific sci-fi and mecha directors um, who did a lot of very long-running, sort of very good um sci-fi mecha stuff but some of them actually went and had a go at doing fantasy um so so, uh, we're going to look at some of those things when sci-fi goes fantasy um so we're going to look at uh, yoshikazu yasuhiko's um film arion 
Um, and we're going to look at um, Votome's legend, Ryusuke Takahashi's fantasy OVA, Mosaika. So, uh, Interesting. Which um, was good. Um, and Arian, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about Arian now, but um, very interested to see what you think of Arian. Mm. I, I am about. into my fantasy. Yeah, so. so I'm very, very interested to see what you think of Arian. So, uh, so that pretty much brings us to the end. So a few um, round on uh, social media. So you can find us on Twitter at RetroAnime, website um, RetroAnime Podcast. Or you can email the show at Ian at RetroAnime Podcast. Um, so hopefully we'll see you in probably a month's time with episode five with uh, with our look at some uh, fantasy anime, which make a bit of a change from uh, some of the sort of sci-fi stuff we've been talking about recently. Mm, so. Mm. Interesting. Well, yes, uh, and that's uh, that... goodbyes from us then, and yes. blessings to you and your cybernetic vestiges. <laughs> Take care, Lewis. See you now. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.